Allow me to say that it's good to be back at San Marino Community Church. For the past few weeks, I've had the privilege of preaching in a couple of other churches, one in Glendale and one in West Los Angeles. And I'm proud to say that after preaching for four weeks in the Glendale Church, the attendance doubled from 17 to 30. <laughs> Not quite double, but that's close. And I love those people. They love their church, they love each other, they love their Lord. And it was uh, both a joy and, uh, and a challenge to preach in that church. One man sat alone in the third pew over there. Two women sat in the fifth pew right there. A family was in the eighth pew over there. And I remember two women who always sat in the very last pew in the corner. But let me tell you that after the service, we all came together with donuts, coffee, and orange juice, and we celebrated our life together in Christ. Tiny church, but I'll tell you this, I'd go back anytime to preach for them. Now let us pray. Lord, tell us what we need to hear and show us what we ought to do to obey your Son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Today's parable is found in uh, the 25th chapter of Matthew, beginning at verse 14. Let us hear God's word. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once, traded with them, and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given. They will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have 
will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. At 8 o'clock on Tuesday evening, 10 million Americans will stop whatever they've been doing and watch America's Got Talent. A-M-A-T-G, A-G-T, I'll get that right, A-G-T, as it's known to its devotees, has launched dozens of illustrious careers, careers for people who might otherwise be stuck in the shadows of anonymity in Sykeston, Missouri, Jackson Purchase, Kentucky, Lenexa, Kansas. I have it on the best of authorities that San Marino's got talent that when it comes to serving our Savior, none of you, not one of you, need languish in the shadows of anonymity. My authority is Jesus, who when he tells this parable is just weeks away from his return trip to heaven. Jesus is the man going on a journey in this story. And before he leaves on that journey, he gives grants to the people who will carry on his ministry here on earth. And not trivial grants either. In the financial markets back then, a single talent, a single talent was worth a lifetime's income. How would that compute here at San Marino? Last year, the medium household income here in this town was $152,000. Multiply that by a working life of 40 years, and you come up with $6 million. $6 million, one talent. Two talents, $12 million. Five talents, $30 million. This venture capitalist, this man who is going on a journey, this Jesus equips us, he equips every one of us with everything that is necessary for a lifetime of service to our God. Now the talents in this parable, of course, represent every resource we have, our minds, our abilities, our time, our careers, our finances, our character. At the same time, did you notice that there are limitations here? And that's what I want to talk about this morning. This parable has many, many nooks and crannies. We could explore every one of them this morning, and it would take us until 1 o'clock, and you would not forgive me. So let's consider the limitations. The five-talent two-talent, one-talent boundaries within which you and I are to live and serve our Savior. Consider this. Even Jesus was limited. 
Here's how the Apostle Paul put it. Christ Jesus, though he was in the image of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself. He emptied himself to fit in a tiny cradle. He emptied himself in a childhood so normal that his neighbors never imagined that he would grow up to be their Messiah. He emptied himself in a life so poor that the only possessions he had when he died were the clothes on on his back. When they buried him, there was no estate to settle. No executor needed to liquidate his his assets because there weren't any. And then having emptied himself of every divine and human prerogative, he went to the cross for our salvation. What Jesus achieved for us, he achieved within his limitations. And that's our challenge, yours and mine to live and serve our God within the boundaries of our limitations. Age is one of those limitations. I suspect that some of you wish you could do more for Christ and the church these days, but age has taken its toll. Then let me remind you that the Christian faith It's about being and not just doing. It's about character and not just conduct. I think of May Leland when I say that. I made my first pastoral call on May in 1961. She was in her mid-80s. I was serving as an assistant pastor at Park Street Congregational Church at the time, and one of my major duties was to call on the members of the church, all 2,000 of them. May Leland was one of my favorites. I went back again and again just to sit in her presence. When I left Boston to move to Los Angeles, May wrote regularly until her death at 106. At 99, she had a leg amputated. At 100, delicate eye surgery. And through it all, she kept quoting Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Her very being was a blessing to all who knew her. Not what she did, but who she was. Not her achievements, but her granite-like faith, and her uncomplaining spirit when things went wrong. It's not what we do so much. It's above all who we are that God values integrity, honesty, courage, endurance. All those qualities are ageless. And then, of course, there are limitations of circumstance. On July 30th, 1967, Johnny Erickson Toddy dove, Tata dove into the Chesapeake without first checking the shallowness of the water. She emerged that day a, para, a quadriplegic, paralyzed. 
from the shoulders down. In her two years of rehabilitation, she experienced anger, depression, doubt, thoughts of suicide. Who could blame her? But after two years, someone placed a brush between her teeth, and she began to paint on an easel so well that she began to sell her paintings. To this day, she has published over 40 books. She has recorded several albums of music. She has starred in a, in a movie of, his, of her own life, and she has been a very able advocate for people with disabilities. In unspeakably difficult circumstances, she unearthed her talents, and thousands have been touched and blessed by her ministry. If you buried your talent like the first talent man in this parable, if you buried your talent even in the soil of some painful experience, spaded up, dusted off, and put it to work in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Johnny Erickson Tata did it. You can do it too. Last Tuesday, Carol and I went to lunch at Azusa Pacific University, our alma mater. Except when we attended there, it was tiny Pacific Bible College, 200 students, compared to the 10,000 who are now enrolled there. The luncheon was in honor of O.G. Bud Adams, father of my roommate, my college roommate, and also the best man at our wedding. Bud Adams was a roofer, and back then when the college was small and struggling financially, he would gladly commit two or three weeks of his summer time to come down to the college, climb up on the roof in 90-degree weather and patch tiles and replace shingles and plug holes in the roofs. So last Tuesday, the university honored him by hanging his portrait in the entry hall of one of the dormitories on which he had worked. If you had asked Bud Adams where he ranked on this scale of one to five talents, he wouldn't have understood the question. He just did what he could with what he had. And both the university and God said, well done, good and faithful slave. Enter into the joy of your master. I'm here to tell you this morning that your portrait hangs in God's gallery because God loves you, God prizes you, God has gifted you with talents, and God wants nothing more than to say to you at the end of your days, well done, good and faithful slave. 
enter into the joy of your master. I just finished reading Marilyn Robinson's novel, Gilead, for the second time, Pulitzer Prize winner. At the very end of that book, a dying father says to his seven-year-old son, I'll pray for you that you grow up a brave man in a brave country. I will pray that you find a way to be useful. That's our parable in a nutshell. However many or few, however great or small, however strong or weak, take your talents, your God-given talents, and find a way to be useful. <laughs>